You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this. Happy, happy day. Happy life. The sun is out. Well, not so much today. It's a little rainy and a little gloomy, but the sun is still out and it'll probably come out again tomorrow. Like the song. Who sang that, Mike Dorothy? Dorothy, I don't know, somebody, somebody, Annie, Annie, Annie sang that song. Um, But before we get started, I just have to give a quick shout out to um, the troll online that called me a racist and told me that uh, it was typical of me being a white Asian gay guy. And I just have to clarify that I am neither white nor Asian. I'm actually Hispanic, but thank you for playing. Um, And my shade has no bias. I, I, I toss it out equally. I see no boundaries, and I will call you out if you are a reality TV star that is thirsty for fame. Hashtag Vanderpump Rules After Show, which airs every Monday night on AfterBuzz TV. It has been a fun season. I was so excited to close the season. Uh, the finale was earlier this week, and we're going to be breaking down the reunion, so don't forget to tune in to AfterBuzz TV every Monday to watch us break down more Vanderpump Rules and watch me throw more shade to all the cast members. I'm also excited because I have a guest on today that is a friend of mine that I've known for a couple of years now, and I had her on, I think, like two years ago to talk about her first book, um, which was uh, really, really good, and we shared a publisher in Skyhurst Publishing, and that's kind of where we bonded. We met at the Love Beauty Wellness Festival, I believe, back in 2016, Um, and then we actually spoke together at the Love Beauty Wellness Festival the following year, and then spoke together again at the Fit Girl Festival in Malibu earlier this year and now she's here to talk to me about her new book it's called wild habits unlock your mind improve your health and release your true power and i'm gonna you know hopefully she's gonna help me release my true power because if if it's not out enough then we can really push the boundaries please welcome my lovely friend and wellness warrior slash overall health badass tara mackie Oh my God, Zach. I'm, that was, first of all, that was the most amazing intro ever. (laughs) (laughs) And second of all, I hope you can edit out me giggling throughout like (laughs) you, the rest of it, because oh my God, I always have so much fun with you. And if I wasn't already pumped by your intro, that was hysterical. That was a great way to start. Thank you for that. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Cause I know you've also, I mean, you've, We've all kind of faced it. You know, I think people, you know, see in the wellness community, they think that it is always a very supportive, collaborative community. And for the most part, it is. But being online and having a presence on social media, like people do come and, and, you know, they are, they can be bullies, they can be haters, they can be trolls. Like what, on that note, like what would be your best mantra to, to the haters, Tara? Um, to them or what do I use to protect myself from what them? What do you, both? What is your mantra to them? And what is kind of like the mantra that you like to follow, you know, to kind of not let it get to you? My mantra about negativity in general is like, who has the time? Yeah. Like, honestly, and I don't even say that as like a put down or whatever. It's just, there's so much to be grateful for. And like, who has the yeah. time to use to like do anything, but just bring goodness into the world. You know what I mean? Like, even if you find yourself having a negative thought about somebody, when you get to the point where you're going to use your time to say that to them and for what, you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know, just analyze your end goal. <laughs> so I would say to the haters, because really, what is the end goal when you're hating? I'm not really sure. And then That's the true. way that I deal with it is like my my big mantra just in general recently has been I am safe and protected because it just kind of applies to everything and you can use it mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I've used it in airplanes. I've used it with negative people. I've used it with toxic situations. Just I am safe and protected. I like that. How do you actually like, it's so easy. You know, I've, I've found this over the years and I've talked a lot about like this idea of self-love and it's so easy to subscribe to these ideas, but like, it's so hard to actually break those inner core beliefs and allow this new belief system to come into play. Right. Yeah. what, so how did you overcome, I guess, that hump with like, you know, I mean, cause like I've struggled with insecurities and low self-esteem and just not being confident. I mean, part of it is I grew up in Los Angeles and let's be real. It's a fucking vain ass town and I love every second of it, but you know, it does weigh on your ego and it does weigh on, you know, your self-esteem. So how do you then change those core beliefs to kind of, you know, start to empower yourself? Because I do feel like you are a very empowered person and your message very much uh, projects that. Thank you very much. Um, and really, you know, that's why I wrote my new book, Wild Habits. I mean, like I, you know, I I didn't think we were going to segue into it so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, but seriously, like um, that's why I wrote the book is that's how you get over it. That's how you, you know, get past those beliefs. That's how you unblock those those habits that are based on beliefs that then turn into actions that then turn into habits that then turn into your life. Um, and it happens so quickly, but once you recognize it and once you have the tools to recognize it, you can very easily replace it with something that really helps you. And so the reason that I wrote the book, um, was to share the method and the method works for getting over pretty much anything. So WILD is an acronym that Mm -hmm. stands for willingness. You need to have the willingness to understand that something is not working for you, right? And then the I stands for intuition. You need to have the intuition to understand um, and to see not only what's not working for you, but the next step to figure out what will work, the thing you can replace it with. You know, we're all doing the same things every single day. We're all eating. We're all interacting with other human beings. We're all, you know, we have to make these choices anyway. We're just doing it unconsciously most of the time. So we need to use our intuition to figure out, okay, what can I replace these habits that I'm doing so unconsciously with? And that's habits that are, you know, really going to help your life. And it's, it's a really easy switch because you're already doing it. It's just a matter of figuring out what you need to do to propel your life forward, which is a little bit different for everybody. So the next step in the wild method is love. Um, and it sounds a little woo woo. Not that I don't think you or your readers have any <laughs> issues with woo woo. <laughs> oh no, we love or woo woo as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but like when we're dealing with things like low self esteem, right? Or we grow up in this environment. Like I grew up in New York, and like yeah. same thing. It's a fucking. I mean, it's not like a. It's not the same way LA is um, as far as looks and attitude. But it's different and it's intimidating in its own way and it's a rat race and people are, you know, there's, it's prevalent in plastic surgery and Gucci bags, just like LA is. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you need to really, like love is, without love, nothing changes. You're not going to do anything else. And so once you start showing yourself the love that you've always felt like you deserved, that's when everything 
really starts to change. And the other two steps, the willingness and the intuition can kick in. And then the D in the wild method stands for discipline. Um, you just need mm. to have the discipline to do those other three D. steps over and over again. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I, thought, I was thinking it might've been another D. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to make some joke about the discipline aspect. <laughs> I thought it might be a little more BDSM related, but hey. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So, um, so that's how you get over it. And, and that's how you get over anything. I mean, that's why I really wrote it is because when I used this method with uh, my friends and family and clients and people I knew, strangers, you know, people who came up to me at, at book launches and people who DM me on Instagram. And it actually, I saw it working for everyone, no matter what they were going through. I realized that mm-hmm. it truly does apply to every single situation. It does. So you, the first step is willingness. And I feel like a lot of people that I come across, and I think you and I have probably been in this position, you know, years ago, um, aside from where we are on our wellness journeys today, but, um, you have to be willing to make a change. You have to be willing to want to improve your life. And I feel like a lot of people are afraid of that willingness or they're afraid of their own potential or, mm-hmm. you know, they're afraid of the power that they have to change their own lives. Do you have any advice for people that may be afraid of taking that first step? Totally. We all have a resistance, right? So it's like I... I, um, I explored in a post the other day on Instagram, I just said, like, you know, what would the world be like if we were all living up to our full potential? Like, really think about it. If every single one of us was doing exactly what we felt like we were put on this earth to do, Mm -hmm. what would the world look like? It would look a lot different than it looks today, because most of us are scared. And I, you know, I have to admit, I'm scared. I'm not 110% doing everything I feel like I should be doing with my life at this moment, but I have a vision and I'm working towards it. And that's the advice I would give everybody is like, you need to get clear on what that vision is. And that's where the next step, I feel like the intuition comes in is that, you know, of course, the next question is, well, what do do I do? And that's different for everyone. Okay, now to, to flip that. What about people that maybe are already practicing the method? You know, I'll Mm -hmm. I'll use myself as as an example. I've, you know, been in the wellness community for a few years now. And I, you know, I feel like I, for the most part, maybe like 70% have my shit together. But Mm -hmm. I still run into issues where there is negative self-talk and there is self-doubt. You know, I think as much as I've done a lot of work and look, I've, you know, tested every wellness trend under the sun and read every self-help book that I could get my hands on. You know, I consider myself a self-improvement addict, but even now and then I still run into these little bits of self-doubt. Like these are still, I still have struggles and I still have moments that come up where, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily have confidence in myself or I do allow my anxiety to get the best of me. What advice do you have to somebody that's already on, on their road and following this method, but maybe just needs help getting over that little hump? I would say recognize that the road never ends. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all a journey. Like there's not going to be a final destination where you're like, okay, I totally have my shit together and I don't want for anything like, you know, that's that's why the the core concept of Buddhism is like get rid of all your wants is because we're just, you know, we're kind of hardwired, especially as as people who have very, you know, big goals to and dreams to achieve things. And I think we all should. I don't think we should shrink back from that. But that's never going to end. Like, I remember when I first got to L.A., my biggest goal, right, was play music. 
And within two months, I had a residency at the House of Blues. And I remember after I got that residency, after I played the first night and all my friends came and, you know, shared pictures with me later. And it was a real thing that I could see and that, you know, people were talking to me about it and it just became real so fast. And I remember thinking like, all right, now what the fuck do I do? Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally, I had like three goals in moving here and I already did one of them in two months. So now, and that's when it started to occur to me that like, all right, girl, your goals are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, and, and they're going to change depending on what you do to achieve them too, right? Like the path yeah. never ends. And so I would just recognize when those moments come up and work on, um, figuring out what they mean for you and, and how they affect you on a deeper level. Yeah. There, there is no final destination. There is no, you know, you have an end game, but like, there's never like a point where, you know, you, or I don't think there's ever a point where you should have an ultimate end game because then when you have that, then that's when you stop growing and that's when you stop maturing as a person. Um, and I feel like nobody ever reaches that point. And when they do, they may be a little, um, you know, they, they, they're stuck. And then that's when you become unhappy is when you feel stuck. But I definitely, you know, I think that letting go of that idea that there is an ultimate destination that I need to get to, Mm -hmm. that has been so freeing because it's like, there isn't a a destination. There are so many things that I had on my list five, 10 years ago that I've already accomplished. And then I'm like, but then, but I'm not satisfied because I'm still trying to go to the end, the the final destination. But when I stop and I just appreciate everything that I've done and everything that I've accomplished, like it's gratifying and it's fulfilling. Yeah. And I would say the same thing about comparison too. Mm. And I talk about this in the book about how there's no, there's no final destination to comparison either. And that's why it's such a waste of your time to even do it once because you're just, if with a second that you give into that habit of comparison, it's, it's not about that one person or that one thing you're comparing yourself, your accomplishments to. It's the act of comparison that's hurting you. Mm. And because the act of comparison, if you don't get hold of it and you don't tame it, that's never going to end. There's always going to be something and someone else to compare yourself to. So the earlier you can get a hold of that and tame that habit and turn that into, I'm only going to look at people who inspire me, right? Not people yeah. who make me feel like I need to be different. So instead of looking at, you know, that skinny bikini model on Instagram, I'm going to check out what Oprah's up to instead. Like I want to only have people on my feed who I'm proud of and who make me proud and who inspire me and who propel me forward. Um, and that's a self-loving action. Like, like I said, it's these little things we do every day that we don't even think about who we're following right. on Instagram, how our feeds get curated, what we're letting into our mind, how many commercials we see in a day, how much time we spend outside. It's these little habits that we don't really think about. But once you start to become aware of them, they become so simple to switch and then everything changes. Absolutely. And I think... You know, I love that that message about how you are a reflection of the five people you surround you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's so true. And you have to really surround yourself with people. I think where people miss the mark with that uh, that message is it's not so much that you have to surround yourself with people that are above you. And at Mm -hmm. the same time, you shouldn't surround yourself with people that are below you. Like surround yourself with people that motivate you. Surround yourself with people that encourage you and that are also motivated and encouraged by you. You know, it's, it's creating a community and those friendships are so important. 
Yeah. And people that make you happy, yeah. you know, just people that make you smile and laugh. Like I was realizing lately, like I didn't have enough people in my life that just like had a sense of humor. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like there's, there's little things you have to realize, like, all right, I need to put some people in my life who just make me laugh my ass off because it feels good. It yeah. feels good to have those endorphins and that serotonin release and stuff. And listen, you're not and I talk about this in the in the book too. You're not I love that quote, it's by Jim Rohn, and I think it's very true. And I think a lot of people poo-hoo it or they think they understand it. You know, and it, what it means to me is listen, you're not everyone you spend time around, but certainly like the five people you spend the most time around, yeah. we're evolutionarily evolved to adapt to the people and the things that are around us. So of course you're going to take on their moods, their energy, their characteristics, their language. Like you have to be very careful of the company you keep. So what advice do you have for somebody that maybe is in a situation where they have to encounter somebody that's challenging or difficult. You know, I think especially with, you know, where we are, um, you know, with our social and political climate, like we are finding that we're opening up conversations with people that we don't necessarily agree with. And we're forced to have these conversations and these disagreements with people. But how do we still, you know, because I think it's impossible to or it's unrealistic to believe that we can just banish all of the negative people from our surroundings, like they are around us. Right. Um, what is your advice for dealing with them, you know, when you can't necessarily abolish them completely? So there's two things. Um, one, and I just had this situation happen the other day and I don't, I don't surround myself with anyone negative, but like you said, sometimes literally you just can't, like I was walking my dogs and this lady just started yelling at me. So there's <laughs> like, like from across the street, you know, like yeah. there's sometimes you just can't, you just avoid, can't it, avoid it. Okay. Yeah. And so my advice, um, in those situations, like literally where you're confronted or something and, and you're just like, Oh my God, I didn't ask for this. What the F is going on? Yeah is to um, become what you want to experience in that moment, right? Okay. So what you put out, like they can only really respond and react to what you put out there. Yeah. So if you keep on just being loving and being understanding and being yourself, you don't have to engage. Don't spend an hour there trying to talk down someone who's screaming at you. But if you can just say, listen, have a good day. <laughs> I'm not doing this right now. Like, sorry, bye. Um, and then my second piece of advice, if that for some reason doesn't work, or I would do my second piece of advice first. And then if that doesn't work, do my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice is just to get a little bit of a, just like laugh about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause yeah. like people who are being ridiculous are being so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people who are being negative are being so ridiculous, no matter what the situation is. And and recognize that that's a reflection of something that's going on for them internally. You know, like somebody who is truly happy in that moment, at least, can't react like that, can't act like that towards somebody. So you have to acknowledge that they are going through something yeah. that you likely have absolutely nothing to do with. And just, um, you know, be what you want to see. Send love. Absolutely. I know it's... It's so challenging sometimes, but I, you're right. Like it, it really is. They can only respond to what you give them, you know? Yeah. And if you're going to be combative, 
combative with them, that's only going to trigger a more combative response from them, especially if they're already coming into it like that. That's likely what they want. Yeah. So definitely don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. It definitely feeds into what they're looking for. You know, it's funny before coming into taping, I was reading all of these comments that were coming in earlier today and and I've been getting pretty beat up in the comments today. Oh, I love you, by the way. Did did somebody hug you today? (laughs) Not yet, but I'm probably going to go find myself a hug. But I was texting some of my friends and I'm like, can you believe some of these things that they're saying? And they're just like, why are you even reading? Why are you even feeding this negativity right now? Like, obviously, you know, this is something bigger than, you know, what you were like the message that you were trying to put out there. And if, if people are going to convolute that or twist it or change it into something that it's not, then like, that's on them. Like you don't have to engage with them, but I'm like, but it makes me so fucking mad. I want to fight with them. (laughs) And I'm like, but they're like, and then I'm like, look, I like, like we just said, you're feeding them exactly what they want. And they want that combative response. And also think about this way. Like at least you're getting a reaction, Yeah, you know, like somebody really felt so compelled, even if they were, you know, saying something hateful or fucked up or didn't make sense. Like they felt compelled to respond to what you were saying. Yeah. And I know like, that's not kind of the same as saying all press is good press, but honestly, all reactions are reactions. Yeah. It means you're doing something. Yeah, at least it inspired somebody yeah. to say something. You know what I mean? It inspired somebody to take the time to have a reaction. It wasn't the reaction you intended or wanted or or expected. But all and also what I would say too, because I got a lot of that in the beginning. I don't get as much hate now as I used to. Um and the reason I think that is, honestly, is well you know, credibility builds over time a little right. bit, but also because the the haters just drop off after a few years. You know what I mean? Like most of the yeah, time, they just find someone out. else to f- whose life they yeah. can fuck up or something else to do, hopefully, or they, hopefully they become better people or realize we're not horrible or I don't know. Like, or I, I like they find to something choose, better to do. Yeah, <laughs> I like to choose to believe that I've inspired them to change their ways and shift <laughs> their negative thinking. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Yes. Okay. So believe that. (laughs) Absolutely. So talk to me about this. Um, you know, you're really big on the miracle of your mindset. So what, what's kind of like a mindset that you go in, that you go into every day? So I, I go into every day grateful and thankful for things that haven't happened yet every single day. And I feel like you know, it's a huge superstition to believe that we can't control our thoughts or control our destiny or that we're a slave to our past. Like Mm -hmm. we talked about my background in our last podcast. Like, I don't know how many people know where I've come from, but like I had a very traumatic childhood with a mother who was an alcoholic and a drug addict. And I was put on drugs at a very young age and I came off them all cold turkey and have treated myself completely naturally using just supplements and mind strengthening techniques and meditation and I can tell you right now that that a lot of my um, dissatisfaction with life for a very long time was based solely on my beliefs. And so without recognizing the miracle of my mindset that what I think about, I literally create. And mm. I feel like we really do understand this when we're children and we believe we can do anything and we focus on things and things sync up. And do you remember having way more synchronicities as a kid than you mm-hmm. like have as an adult? I don't know if that's really how it is or we just get so busy that we stop paying attention to them, I think is more what happens. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I just feel the lot like 
once you understand, and I talk about the law of attraction and the law of manifestation in this book. It's I mean, fucking crazy applies. how that works. Cause it's, it's, so it's real when you actually apply. Cause like, you know, of the idea of it, but once you actually apply it and then you start to see these things actually come to fruition, you're like, holy shit, I'm powerful. <laughs> I'm divine as fuck. <laughs> it was so funny. Cause I was, I, I went, um, I needed some Jesus vibes the other day. And so I was reading um, the New Testament mm-hmm. and I got to the part where Jesus turned water into wine. Right. And it's like, I wonder how much of it was just like a belief. Right. You know what I mean? Like how much of, of that divine like manifestation and those kinds of miracles were just like, maybe he was really just good at hypnotizing people into <laughs> thinking they were drinking wine. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, or maybe he thought about it so much that it really fucking turned into wine. Like, I don't know. It's just yeah. like, you got to think that people have been onto this shit for thousands of years. So if Jesus could do it, you know, I can do something similar. Yeah. <laughs> I have to also mention that I, when we were together at the Fit Girl Festival in Malibu, um, and I got your genetics oil. It was so good, Tara. Like, Thank it's you. so hard to find a face oil that, like, actually doesn't leave your face greasy or doesn't, you know, your skin doesn't just eat up so fast. Like, it actually really works. Thank you. Just as Thank a you. Side it's note. also a s- essential oil and um, scent-free. Yes. Which yeah. took, I'll admit, it took me a minute to get used to it because I'm so used to them being so fragrant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it took a minute to get used to it. But after a while, I was, asked, I was like, but I like the results that like, I don't need it to smell like a like a flower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it smells like a flower, that means they put a lot of the flower stuff in it. Yeah. they Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of synthetic fragrance. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just had to give that a shout out because I saw it. It was I was on your website earlier. So I saw it flash up on my screen. I was like, oh, yes, I need to mention that I love that genetics face oil. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> I'll send you another one. Let me know. Oh, thank you. Um <laughs> So what would you kind of say is the message, the main message that you want people to take away from from your new book, Wild Habits? You know, I want them to know that they can change anything. Yeah. Anything that you're dissatisfied with, you can change. Literally anything. You can change where you live. You can change what you do. You can change who you're with. You can change your friends. You can literally change your family. Like I, my family is a completely different set of people than when I started this journey. And I, I give myself a lot of credit for that. (laughs) And I don't, um, I don't say that to like be weird or brag or whatever. Like literally all I did with my family, because we had such a tumultuous relationship growing up, my grandparents adopted me and my mom was in and out of my life. And it just, you know, I had, I have very few family members. There's only like six of us. So it just, we butted heads a lot when I was growing up and now we're all, you know, the very best of friends and they're very supportive of everything I do. And, um, a lot of that was just a reflection of me showing love when people, um, in my family were not into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I grew up, you know, my, my grandparents who raised me are immigrants and they're not very affectionate or open or we didn't talk about a lot of stuff. And so I just started being very affectionate and open and talking about things and, and, um, you know, just showing love back when, when, um, people were trying to push buttons and I've literally changed my family. I've changed my job. I've changed my location. I've changed my health. I've changed my entire life using this method. And so I really think that, um, 
it will, if you apply it, if you work it and it's easy because you're already doing these things every day, you're already eating food, you're already deciding how much time to spend, um, working or procrastinating or going outside or staying inside. Like these are just another, it's another way to harness your choices. And, and that's what I want people to get out of it. Yeah. That the power really lies within you. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, that used to scare me. Yeah. It's a little bit scary. It's a little scary, but what it really is, is fucking exciting. (laughs) Like, you know, once you really get it, it's exciting because it means you can create and do anything you want. You just got to get clear on what that is. Absolutely. And it is scary, but like you said, it's exciting and it's also liberating and like freeing because then you realize like you're not a victim of your circumstances. You're actually in control of your circumstances and your life moving forward. Yeah. And you don't have to rely on anyone else or a pill or a person or a relationship or your parents Mm -hmm. or anything to help you. You already have all the tools you need inside of you. And that is so exciting. This is the conversation I I needed. Like the universe knew what it was doing by putting together, you know, what I was going through earlier and then putting in this conversation today and kind of just, you know, helping us work through this. I love it. Yeah. Asking you shall receive. Asking you shall receive. Thank you so much, Tara, for calling in your new book, Wild Habits, Unlock Your Mind, Improve Your Health and Release Your True Power is on sale May 8th. Everybody needs to go and grab a copy, go and order it online, run to Barnes and Noble. Tara, where can people follow you to learn more? Uh, they can follow me at Tara A. Mackey on Instagram and Twitter and the Organic Life blog on Facebook. Are you doing a book signing in LA soon? I am. I am. Yay. I'm going to announce all my book signings soon. So check my Instagram. I'll be announcing all the dates for San Diego, LA, Miami, and New York. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> all you so much of my for having favorite me on. Cities I minus have- Miami. What? <laughs> I said all of my favorite cities, mine is Miami. Oh, uh, I know. I just went back to Miami and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to come here before it's all gone because <laughs> like, it's getting sketchy. So I love it. Thank you so much for having me, Zach. I always have such a fun time when we talk. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. This was a blast. Yeah, always. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Thank you so much, Tara, for calling in. Don't forget to get Tara's new book, Wild Habits. You can also follow me at Just Plain Zach, and you can follow Tara at Tara Mackey. And don't forget to check out her new genetics face oils because they're awesome. And again, you need to grab a copy of her new book. And I'm also sharing all the books that I'm reading. Tara's included, and I just have to give some love out to Nikki Sharp because her new book dropped uh, this week. It's called Meal Prep Your Way to Weight Loss. I love it, and I know you'll love it too. So thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and listen every Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all the places, and leave us good reviews because I like good reviews. And if you love me, you'll leave them too. Um, but until then, I got to go, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.